Music was my first love. Exclusive to Radio Glamorgan. On this special edition of Music Was My First Love, we mark what would have been John Lennon's 80th birthday on October the 9th, 2020, and on December the 8th, 2020, 40 years since his untimely death. Previous guests on the show have chosen a favourite Lennon song, some of them Beatles tracks, some of them solo recordings, and also a cover in there too. Some of our guests will explain their choices and we'll hear from the man himself. To get things off, for no other reason than it's a great song to start a show with, whatever gets you through the night. How that record came about was that Elton was in town and I was doing it and I needed the harmony. He did the harmony on that and a couple more and played beautiful piano on it. And jokingly, he was telling me he was going to do this Madison Square Garden concert and he... He said, will you do it with me if the record's number one? And I did not expect it to get to number one at all. I didn't think it had a chance in hell because my, uh, you know, I wasn't being very well received on any level then, you know, with the Coltexes and the hamburgers or whatever. <laughs> and so I said, sure, sure I will, sure I will. Well, <coughs> I lived to get nervous about that because a year later, when I, whenever it was, he came back and says, OK, it's time to pay your dues. Hello there, it's Richard Smith here from the A to Z of Pop. Now you've asked me to pick my favourite John Lennon recording. I'm not quite sure whether I've got one because there's that many to choose from, to be absolutely honest with you. So I've gone with the first song he ever wrote. It was of course credited to Lennon and McCartney because that's how they used to do things back in the 1950s. But this came out in 1957 and it was one of the songs that the Beatles used on their unsuccessful Decker audition in 1962. However, the Mersey Beat band The Foremost did make a recording of it and got it into the charts as their debut single. It's called Hello Little Girl and I think it's a cracking tune. Originally from 1957 then, here's the Beatles and Hello Little Girl. Hello Little Girl Hello Little Girl One of John's most famous recordings was under the name of the Plastic Ono Band and although written by Lennon it was still credited to Lennon and McCartney as he was still with the Beatles. In a moment, former controller of Radio 1, Johnny Beeling, but first, talking about Give Peace a Chance, here is John Lennon. All we were saying was give peace a chance, not we have any formula or communism or socialism will answer it or any ism could answer it. We didn't have a format or a... a, a, a we, we couldn't give you a plan. But just sit but down But just consider the idea yeah. of, of not having this war. Just mm. consider it. So that's what, we, in a nutshell, we were saying... So we recorded it in the bedroom of the Montreal Hilton or whatever hotel oh. up here, and there was like Tommy Smothers and Tim Leary and Dick Gregg and old people sort of clapping along and singing on the chorus. And if you hear the record, it's funny actually because my rhythm senses have always been a bit wild. <laughs> and halfway through it, I got on the on beat instead of the back beat, and it was hard because all there was non musicians playing along with us. And uh, so I had to put a lot of tape echo to double up the beat to keep a steady beat right through the whole record. So it goes boom, 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 instead of uh, bat, bat, bat. I've chosen a song from 1969. It was more of a, a chant than a song. It's Give Peace a Chance. And it shows John's ability to capture the public's mood and reflect it in a song. It was the first one John wrote and recorded as a single 
uh, solo while he was still a Beatle. It was recorded by him and Yoko in July 1969. This was during their honeymoon in a hotel bedroom in Montreal. Years later, I was lucky enough to spend an afternoon with John when we were recording for the Radio 1 series, A Story of Pop, and he told me then there was no way he was going to allow the American government to deport him from America. Your listeners might remember that when Give Peace a Chance became a huge hit, it was the focus of a huge anti-Vietnam War rally in Washington in November 1969. Something like half a million people gathered in Washington to protest at the war, and President Nixon used all his power, and that of the CIA, to try and get Lenin deported because his popularity was such the government was in fear of its success. Zoe O'Shea from Thursday's Kutch Cafe has chosen a Lenin recording that was a cover. Written by Lieber and Stoller and originally recorded by Ben E. King, this is John's brilliant, brilliant version of Stand By Me. A couple of choices on this special edition of music was my first love from Nigel Moore and here he is talking about Julia. Now I thought maybe I was cheating by choosing this song uh, because technically it was released under the Beatles name. However this is the only song in the entire Beatles catalogue to feature only John and no other Beatles so maybe I'm not cheating at all. The song is all his own work with perhaps uh, a little bit of help from Yoko and features just John double-tracked on acoustic guitar. He's finger-picking the guitar, which is a technique he was taught by the folk singer Donovan while they were both in the uh, Maharishi's ashram in Rishikesh in 1968. It is a song about his mother and also about Yoko, the very last song to be recorded for the Beatles' White Album in 1968. One of my favourites. This is Julia. Half of what I say is meaningless But I say it just to reach you, Julia. Julia. You're listening to another edition of Radio Glamorgan's Music Was My First Love with Jill Brinkworth's choice. If I Fell, it's written by John. It is such a beautiful song. The idea of what would happen if somebody does fall in love with somebody, what they would do, the devotion. It is just beautiful, the lyrics and the way that John and Paul sing together, the harmonies, it, it's just lovely. That's my first attempt at a, a, a ballad proper. That was the precursor to In My Life. It's the same chord sequences in my life, but just about round D and B minor and the E minor, those kind of things. And uh, it's semi-autobiographical, but not that conscious, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really about, it's not about sin, my first wife. That, but if it, I fell in love with And you, would you promise? I used to like intros like they had on 40 yeah. songs, you know. Yeah. They'd have a long intro and then the song would start. So that's all mine, the harmonies, Paul's. If I fell in love with you, would you promise to be true and help me understand? Next up, a track from the Imagine album chosen by both Bill Cummings and Simon Field. We'll hear from Simon in a moment, but first, 
Here's Roxy Music's Brian Ferry. The song I'd always wanted to do uh, by Lennon was um, was Jealous Guy. Uh, it was it always been over overshadowed, I thought, by you know Imagine itself that song, and um, it wasn't as uh, as popular a tune as I thought it should have been. And so, with all due respect, you know, we did the did the our version of, of the song, and all the cigarette lighters came out, and it was like <laughs> a very kind of. Uh, emotional evening you know i just like the tune i like the emotion of it and um, the subject matter i thought i could very much relate to i could have chosen many john lennon songs at instant karma ballad of john and yoko working class hero uh, john lennon's cover of stand by me but the one wow song i remember hearing by john lennon is from the album imagine when i first heard the track jealous guy i think it was the combination of the sumptuous background production along with john's minimalist vocals and i just remember thinking what a wonderful song and really being grabbed by the emotion and i also uh, can't remember whether it was actually released as a single as john lennon's version but when brian ferry and roxy music covered it i must admit i am a fan of some uh, brian ferry and roxy music covers but this one jealous guy and especially when it got to number one in the singles charts and was getting lots of airplay i just thought this is such a pale pale imitation of the great original by john lennon so that would be my choice john lennon's version of jealous guy Hello to you, listening to Music Was My First Love here on Radio Glamorgan, wherever you are. I'm Jason Harold from Smooth Radio Wales, and really honoured to be asked to pick my favourite John Lennon track. I remember 40 years ago, I can't believe it's been that long since we lost John, and I remember getting up on the morning and hearing the news on the radio at 7 o'clock, just before I went out to do my paper round, and of course because the East Coast of America is is five hours behind us, none of the morning papers had got it. However, the song that I've picked is John Solo in the mid-70s with a song that I know it's a solo tune, but it really does sound very beatly and reminds me of the days with him, with Paul and George and Ringo. It's called Number Nine Dream. Yeah, it got to about number nine, actually. Yes, it did. <laughs> I wrote that. That's what I call craftsmanship writing, meaning, you know, I just churned that out. I mean, I'm not putting it down, it's just what it is, what is what it is. But I just sat down and wrote it, you know, with no real inspiration, based on a dream I'd had. But I thought, I need a track. I wrote it round the string arrangement I'd written for Harry Nielsen album I'd produced of Many Rivers to Cross, the Jimmy Cliff, is it, number? That's right. And uh, I'd done this string arrangement for that. And it was such a nice melody on the strings. I thought, this is a tune, you know. So I just wrote words to the string arrangement. That was number nine, Dream. Kind of psychedelic, dreamy kind of thing. Although John wrote songs and so did Paul, they were always credited to Lennon and McCartney. His Cardiff singer who appeared on series two of Music Was My First Love, Millie Rose. I have chosen Strawberry Fields Forever as my favourite John Lennon track. Because, one, I love strawberries, and two, it reminds me of my dad, as it's his favourite song, too. Strawberry Fields. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Well, let me... How's it go? Let me take you down. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not about... It's just about me, really. Mm. Or anybody else that is thinking like that. Yeah. It's just a, a random it's question. It's just... Uh, 
Hmm. I mean, it says it is. What, what's it say? <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? It's just no, it's a bit a... of mess in, and let's get away to strawberry fields. It's fantastic to me, maybe, at certain points when you're doing it. Hmm. And then after that, you can't listen to it objectively. And it takes till about now, say, hmm. to really listen to it and understand what you're really talking about. Let me take you down. Now on this special edition of Music Was My First Love, an absolute classic and most played John Lennon track on UK and American radio. It's been chosen by broadcasting legend David Hamilton, who told me it's a beautiful song echoing John's sentiment about peace. It's also been chosen by RG volunteer Jamie Pritchard, who we'll hear from after John Lennon writes a wrong. That should be credited as a Lennon Ono song, mm -hmm. because a lot of mm -hmm. it, the lyric and the concept came from Yoko, but those days I was a bit more selfish, a bit more macho, and I sort of omitted to mention her contribution, <laughs> but it was right out of Grapefruit, her book. There's a whole pile of pieces about imagine this and imagine that. And I have give her credit now, long overdue. I was born ten years after John Lennon's death, but I will always remember the first time I heard Imagine. I was around nine years old. I was only young, but I was part of my primary school orchestra. We were played the track on cassette that we would have to replicate with our own instruments. We thought, how on earth are we going to manage this? But we did. Mine was the recorder. Now, our conductor, Mrs Suvarov, she taught year three and year four in our primary school. She was a talented piano player. She accompanied us and she never, ever got a note wrong. We played the song in concerts as our encore, not just at our school, but also performances around the Vale of Glamorgan with other schools. The chairs weren't the comfiest, I remember, but it's one of my lovely memories of the song of what is quite a sombre tune. I Want to Hold Your Hand was chosen by one of our newest and youngest volunteers, Beth Gulliver, and is one of those rare songs to have been genuinely written together by Lennon and McCartney. My choice next, along with the first of two from Ian Webber, who described this as a great track. For me, it's John explaining unapologetically what he was doing for the five years he was out of the spotlight being a house husband between 1975 and 1980. From the album Double Fantasy, this is Watching the Wind. People say I'm crazy. It was actually in Bermuda. I called her, you know, and I couldn't get through. Can you imagine it? Through the <laughs> office, she was... Because I was so busy. She was so busy, so many calls, and I couldn't... I got really mad, you know. And I wrote this song in the, in the heat of passion, as it were, and which is great for songwriting. Or anger, shall we say. But it, it, distant, getting a bit distant from it, it is expressing the losing you of the 18-month lost... It was everything, losing one's mother, losing one's... 
everything losing everything you've ever lost is in that song that's losing whatever but uh, sparked by the fact that I couldn't get through on the damn phone you know? hmm. can't even get you on the telephone <laughs> really pleased to get involved in this one as I'm a massive Beatles fan this is John Lennon I'm losing you from his 1980 double fantasy album he wrote it in Bermuda after trying to make several attempts to contact Yoko and it really shows his fragility despite his strong public persona. I absolutely love it. You want to check out the Cheap Trick version as well. That's a bit of a harder version. Glenmorgan. Here for you, all day, every day. That was Howard Jacobson's choice, I'm Losing You. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and you're with Hospital Radio Glamorgan. You're listening to a special edition of Music Was My First Love, celebrating John Lennon. Ian Webber's second choice now, which he shares with Richard Manning. It's not easy thinking of which John Lennon song to choose, but um, rather than go for the Beatles, always solo successes in the 70s, I've chosen a track that was recorded in 1980 and was completed in 1983. It was released as a single in January 1984 and later that year was in the, on the album Milk and Honey. The personnel involved were some of the top session players. Uh, they included Earl Slick on guitar, who played with David Bowie and others. Uh, the bass player was Tony Levin, who played with Peter Gabriel for many years. And the drummer Andy Newark played with Carly Simon and later Roxy Music. The single got to the top 10 in, on both sides of the Atlantic and was a worldwide hit. Yoko Ono, who produced the track with John, said it's a kind of a fun song. Uh, they felt the world had lost its course, its direction, so could be said to be timeless. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. Strange days indeed. Most peculiar, Mama. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. Former Radio Glamorgan volunteer Kira Jones has chosen a plastic Ono band track. This is Hold On. Hold on, John. John, hold on. It's gonna be alright. It's in my mind because we keep talking about this plastic Ono band, plastic Ono band, yes. plastic Ono band. Hmm. Plastic Ono band was a concept of Yoko's, which is an imaginary band. The first advert for the plastic Ono band was a photograph of some pieces of plastic with a tape recorder and a TV in it, because they didn't have this great material that they have now, you know, lasers and lights and machines that can do all this stuff. And her idea was a, a, a completely robot pop group. That was what she must have thought of us all when she first came into the world, because she immediately said, oh, I've got an idea, this band. And the first advert was a page out of the London telephone book of the Joneses. Hmm. This is in the enemy and all the papers, you know. Yes. And uh, pictures of these plastic things. And there was supposed to be a party for the uh, the release of the Give Peace a Chance record, which was the first plastic on a band record, but we'd had a car crash or something in Scotland and we couldn't come. So at the dance hall where they had the party for the opening of the plastic on a band, all the press came to meet the band. And the band was on stage, it was just a machine with a camera pointed at them, showing them on on the stage themselves. So the Plastic on a Band is a conceptual band. There never have been any members of it. And the advert said, you are the Plastic on a Band. 
So I just want to clear that. It wasn't a reforming a new band like a, a Wings or uh, a Hollies or whatever, where you you have a name and you belong to it. There's nobody ever been in that band. There are no members. That was John explaining to Radio 1's Andy Peebles about the concept behind the Plastic Owner Band. Let's hear again from the host of Wednesday morning's groovy music show, Nigel Moore. Now this song is uh, from, in my opinion, uh, quite an underrated album, Walls and Bridges, released in 1974. Now in the CD reissue from 2010, Yoko says, Walls and Bridges, that was beautiful. One of the best albums that he made. It's one of the masterpieces of classic rock. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far, Yoko. But um, anyway, this song, tucked away towards the end of side two of the LP, uh, is a particular favourite of mine. Nobody loves you when you're down and out. Nobody loves you when you're down and out. Nobody sees you when you're on cloud night. Now, those of you who remember Rob Jones's appearance on Music Was My First Love, or who get to hear his Thursday night show from 8pm, will know he likes his music a bit heavier than John Lennon. So Rob's choice on this John Lennon special is Susie and the Banshees' top five version from 1983 of Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. October the 9th, 2020 would have been John Lennon's 80th birthday and December the 8th, 40 years since his murder. I'm a father of two and I wish I had the gift to be able to write a song about my children. Here's Luke Davis. You know, it's been very, very hard to pick what my favourite John Lennon tune is. So the fa- my favourite John Lennon tune I've picked out today is a song from his album Double Fantasy. And it was a song that he wrote about his son, Sean Lennon. Now, bearing in mind that at the time he'd written this song, John had retired from the music industry. Well, he'd retired to go and start a family with Yoko Ono. In 1975, she gave birth to his, to their only child, Sean Ono Lennon. Now, this apparently was written when John heard Sean crying in the middle of the night because he was scared. So it begins with John comforting his son for what was presumably a nightmare and develops into John's passionately describing the love he has for his son and the joy for Sean that gave to him. And at the end, he whispers, Good night, Sean. See you in the morning, bright and early. And interestingly, this was one of Paul McCartney's favourite Lennon songs, and he chose it on Desert Island Discs back in 1982. So my favourite John Lennon track, Beautiful Boy. I kept thinking, well, I ought to be inspired to write about Sean. I mean, I ought to. I was going through a bit of that. And when I finally gave up on thinking about writing a song about him, of course, the song came to me. When he was four, four and a half or five, he was just coming up to October when I suddenly got the song about him. Close your eyes. Local GP Dr David Gerson appeared on Series 1 of Music Was My First Love and he's chosen a 1969 Beatles track written by John. The song was inspired by a request from Timothy Leary to write a song for his campaign for Governor of California against Ronald Reagan which promptly ended when Leary was sent to prison for possession of marijuana. 
John Lennon recalled, The thing was created in the studio, it's gobbledygook. Come together was an expression that Leary had come up with for his attempt at being president or whatever he wanted to be, and asked me to write a campaign song. I tried and tried, but I couldn't come up with one. But I came up with this, Come Together. Would have been no good to him. You couldn't have a campaign song like that, right? As we head closer to the end of this Music Was My First Love John Lennon special, in a moment we'll hear from RG volunteer Robert Dark, but first... Hello, this is Tim Cooper from The Red Threads. I'd like to nominate All You Need Is Love. The reason for that, it was from July 1967, which is when I was born. Another reason, I work in TV and it was our contribution from the UK to the TV programme Our World, the first live global TV programme shown in over 25 countries, celebrating... The Achievement of Satellite TV. Hello, Robert Dark here. I was a guest towards the end of 2019, and it's an honour and privilege to be invited back here by Andrew to take part in this special programme commemorating John Lennon's 80th birthday. It wasn't easy to choose from so many great songs. What a legacy the man left us. And in the end, I went for a Beatles track credited, as always, to Lennon and McCartney, but written and sung by John. I remember during my time as a presenter on Radio Glamorgan, we did an outside broadcast once at St Melon's Fate. When this song came on, it was a warm and sunny day, and it just seemed that everybody stopped what they were doing and sang along in a moment of joyous spontaneity. The lyrics are as relevant and true today as they were when John wrote this song back in 1967. But that was part of John's genius, wasn't it? The song, of course, is All You Need Is Love. final choice on this edition of Music Was My First Love is, for me, the greatest Christmas song ever. We'll shortly hear John talking about it, but first, once again, here's Nigel Moore. Now, this track is a favourite of mine. It was recorded in 1971, just after the Imagine album, and released in December of that year in the uh, United States. But due to a uh, publishing disagreement between John and Northern Songs, it wasn't released in the UK until November of 1972, when it reached number four in the charts. It's a song with a great message, uh, effectively continuing John and Yoko's peace campaigning that started with Give Peace a Chance. Uh, The song has spent more time in the UK charts than any other solo Lennon song, including Imagine, because, as a Christmas song, it re-enters the chart during the festive period every now and again. So, this is John, Yoko, the Plastic Ono Band, and the Harlem Community Choir, with Happy Christmas war is over we're, we're yes. very proud of that and we both sang together on that one so we made it our might have been our first pop mm-hmm. you know straight pop record together and That's phil true. was the producer and it was a beautiful session and the kids singing were beautiful it was a really nice pleasant pleasant thing and uh, basically i said to phil give me the backing you gave to george on uh, a thing that george wrote for ronnie Spector, and it's slipped my mind now 
which mm. is a try some, buy some. If you if you want to do some comparison shopping and listen to the track Try Some, Buy Some that George made with Ronnie Spector or whatever, you'll hear the idea for the backing there, which is what we did. But as usual, we, mm. we messed it up. We, were, we recorded it a bit too late. We almost missed the Christmas market that year with that record. What we wanted to do was have something besides White Christmas being played every Christmas, <laughs> you know? And uh, there's always a war, right? There's always somebody getting shot. So every year you can play it and there's always somebody being tortured or shot somewhere. So it, the, the lyric stands in that respect. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to write something that would be a Christmas record that would last forever, you know? And maybe that's not the one. We maybe maybe we'll... It. <laughs> well, I'd hope they reissue it forever. So this is Christmas And what have you done You've been listening to a very special edition of Music Was My First Love. The majority of the clips you heard from John came from the CD release of his Radio 1 interview with Andy Peebles, recorded December the 6th, 1980, two days before his shooting. The others came from various clips found online. My thanks to everyone who took part with various voice clips and song choices. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon on another edition of Music Was My First Love. There are places I Music was my first love. Exclusive to Radio Glamorgan.